Hi guys, welcome to another exciting episode of Happy Being Well. We have an exciting guest today. Uh, it is Carrie Hyen. I am. I if, forgive me if I'm pronouncing your last name. No, that was right. That was right. <laughs> Yay! She has a really exciting topic today because she is an influencer marketing strategist, and as we know, a lot of people are wanting to, you know become influencers and trying to dive into the science of what makes a successful influencer and, you know, and why are people who are trying to be influencers, they're putting out the posts, they're putting out those reels consistently and not getting much results. And we're going to dive deep into this with Carrie. Before we do, this podcast is sponsored by happybeingwell.com, your online store for creative activewear leggings, 100% facial masks, crystals, natural deodorants, essential oils, aromatherapy diffusers, and much more organic goodies at happybeingwell.com. Use code podcast25 for 25% off all activewear leggings. So Carrie, welcome. This is an exciting topic. I, I, I know so many people who are trying to be influencers. Um, you know, they're putting up the content and it's just, they're, they're not really getting the results of the people that they're following. So I think we were talking earlier, you know, about what it really takes to be a successful influencer and get those results. And a lot of it, you know, of course, with anything in life, uh, you know, has to do with that mindset and, Absolutely. you know, probably diving deep into a self-discovery process to really tap into, you know, who you are to be that, to radiate that authentic energy and to really get people curious about who you are, what you like, how you live your life. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let you take that away. So what, you know, what, what makes one influencer really successful and why are the people trying to be ones get stuck in this? Like they're not really growing. They're not getting the results they want. So, yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, I, for the longest time, never identified myself as an influencer. Let me first say that, you know, I was going out, I was growing my business. I was growing the following. I actually have a following a little over a hundred thousand people now. Um, but when people had said, oh, you're an influencer, I was like, I'm not an influencer. What are you talking about? Right? Like, no, I just, I'm just growing my business. You know, I'm just growing my business, giving people tips and tricks. And I think that was one of the biggest things that helped me grow as fast as I did. I've grown my following now. It's been about five years since I first started in growing. And I, I started on Facebook now. I mean, we grew the majority of our following on Facebook and when a lot of people would say, oh, you're an influencer, it was almost like there was a disconnect in my own brain. And when I look at people who are now trying to be influencers, I re- like that's probably one of the biggest things, almost like a gap for them is because they're not coming from a place of trying to help people. They're not coming. They don't have a passion or a purpose. They're just kind of throwing spaghetti at a wall. They're like, oh, I'm an influencer. Well, what are you an influencer of? right? Like what's your purpose in becoming an influencer? Cause I can say now, yeah, I am an influencer. You know, I put something out. I'm going to have people buy regardless of what that thing is because of the audience that I've grown. But when I started, I started from a place of just wanting to help people, right? I was, came from a place of just leading with value and seeing what 
type of value people liked. And then I just started doing more of that. So that, I mean, we could probably end it right there if you didn't, if you know, like, like, because really like there's people that are like, oh, I'm an influencer. I'm trying to be an influencer. And they get so caught up in like the numbers and the results of others and comparing themselves to other people and trying to be that copycat person of somebody else that they don't get anywhere. Instead of just stepping into something and being their true authentic self and just, and just like accepting that there are going to be people that love you. There's going to be people that hate you. Just share what you think is valuable to begin with and your brand will kind of blossom from there. And, you know, your following, your following will grow from there. Mm. So how does one tap into their authentic authenticity? Because, you know, I talk about this, I'm happy people, we talk about this all the time about, you know, there's a big, especially with social media, you know, that a lot of people are comparing themselves to others, particularly influencers. And again, yeah, that copycat, um, you know, culture has emerged and they feel like they need to copy because maybe perhaps they feel like they're not enough in contrast or in comparison. So how, so how can one start to remedy, like get away from that particular type of thinking? Yeah. Well, so there's, there's a few things that you can do. I'm going to talk about one specifically right now, and that is dropping the comparison to others. That's like the best thing that I ever did was just put blinders up and just started doing my own thing. Right. Because so when I got started, I think back to like that very first mentorship program that I ever did where I like invested in myself, it was a $3,000 program. And I got, when I got started, like I was living in my mother-in-law's basement. My husband had been laid off several times. I had two babies in diapers. Like we were pretty much at like rock bottom of where we could be. And when I got started in this mentorship program, I didn't have two dimes to rub together. Like when I, when I invested that $3,000, we went to Walmart to get groceries and diapers had gone up like $5 in like $5 a box. And I remember my husband coming around the corner of the aisle and he was all like diapers went up and I asked how much and he's all like it's five dollars a box and I had two loaves of bread in my hand and I put the bread back on the shelf because we couldn't go without diapers right you can't go without diapers you can't go without the baby food I could go without a sandwich right and so it was like I we were going to eat meat and cheese wraps right like that was what we were going to do and when I looked when I got started in that program we would hop on mentorship calls and there were people that would get so focused on like what other people were doing that they would lose track of what they were doing. And, you know, they were, they were so focused on, oh, well, this person's getting results. Why not me? Instead of, okay, let's compare what that person is doing. Like what behaviors are they doing each day to get those results? So like you can even take a look, you know, if you, we can take a step outside of business, you take a look at people who go at the gym. Like that very first time I went to the gym, I had never been to the gym before. I, you know, I, I was a fish out of water walking into that gym for the very first time. And there was a gal there who had been going for years. And I remember feeling very self-conscious next to her where like, you know, I had like these five pound dumbbells trying to, trying to lift or whatever. And I looked like I'm a mom, obviously. So SpongeBob SquarePants, there's an episode where like he flexes his muscles and it goes down. Like that's how I felt standing next to this lady who had been, you know, at the gym for who knows how long years and years, she'd probably been perfecting her gym routine and to get the results that she wanted of being toned and strong. And so when I, when you take a look at that, like who, who, 
just as who am I to compare myself to someone at the gym? Who is anybody that is just getting started in being an influencer? Who are you to compare your results to an influencer who's been doing this for a year or two or even five, 10 years longer than you have, right? And so what I like to teach people is first, it starts with understanding your purpose. Like what is your purpose in wanting to grow an audience? Because just saying, oh, I want to make a lot of money isn't enough, Mm -hmm. right? Because it is a very lucrative thing. Being an influencer, you it is lucrative for those that are able, you know, for that top 10% of influencers. But the first thing that they have is like that purpose and that drive because your purpose is going to fuel you. Money for 99% of people is not the thing that, you know, creates that passion and that drive, that thing that's going to make you wake up and get excited to go to work every day right? Excited to create that video, excited to create that post, excited to reach out to um, people and collaborate deals. Like what is it that's going to get you excited to wake up in the morning? And a lot of times it's not the money, it's what the money can buy, right? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it freedom for you? Is it, is it how you're giving back, right? Like for me, a huge piece of myself is, and, and when I started doing all that I did was First, getting myself out of the basement, that was huge, but it was also, it also had to stem past that, right? Because once I got out of the basement, then what, right? And so it's, it's tapping into why are you wanting to do this? What's your passion? What makes you driven? What is, makes you excited? And what are you going to be able to get up and talk about every single day, day in, day out, and not get and not get bored and not get sick of it. Take stories and make and create new content, right? Because it's the content creation piece that makes that keeps a lot of influencers stuck. And because they're they're stuck because they don't understand their purpose, they don't understand the person that they're trying to help through their content. And so because they don't understand those things, they start looking at other influencers and they start trying to become a copycat of what they're doing instead of just leaning in, embracing the suck, understanding that it's going to take time to grow and being true and authentic to their purpose and who they are through the process. Absolutely. And I, I'm always a big advocate for self-discovery because, you know, that for me, it is one of the foundations to personal development, to really activate and grow and really be the person you want to be that is going to have more success, have more joy, have more happiness, right? Have more inner peace. It, because you, if you don't know yourself, yeah, you're going to run into these traps of copycatting and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there's so many examples that copycatting does not work. Like look at Oprah as a shining example, you know, no one, can be Oprah. Why? Because she didn't copycat anybody. She's Mm -hmm. like this diamond, you know, that is shining that to this day, nobody (laughs) can really tear. No one's really replaced her, right? She's still the gold standard in terms of when you think of a talk show host, right? And she herself admitted that when she did first started, she did fall into that trap. She was trying to like, maybe try to be like a Barbara Walters or whatever, but she was like real quickly realizing I'm not Barbara and I can't be Barbara. So I'm going to be Oprah. And so she really knew who Oprah was and she was Oprah and everybody 
tuned in, you know, when she had the Oprah Winfrey show and look at her today and she's still going with her magazines and uh, a whole like empire. Right. And, um, so I always stress, like you need to go through that self-discovery process. And when you look at Oprah too, she's, you know, she, she, she's very vulnerable with the audience. She tells us her traumas, you know, it's not, you know, Oprah didn't come from this you know, silver spoon background or anything yep. like that. She's really authentic and it takes courage to, mm-hmm. do, to, to really just be transparent and be open with what she actually went through. Um, and she's very empathetic when, when she's, you know, to her audience, very empathetic. Yes. And I think that is one of the traits that is just a real gold gem when you want to be an influencer is that nurturing, the empathy, because, you know, people can really relate to you and they see how you understand, right? Mm-hmm. So talk us through if somebody who, because I think a lot of people are really missing that self-discovery um, mm-hmm. component there, you know, due to our society, we're busy, we're go, 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 all these influencers, celebrities being flashed at us, you know, ha- buy, start buying these jeans or, you know, there's always a trend, right? And yeah, get so caught up in, you know, just go doing, doing and living by default. So wh- how do you, how do you, what do you do with a person to start that self-discovery process? Mm-hmm. Well, first off, I love that you used Oprah as the example. Because just like there's Oprah, there's also like, if you think there's, there's no such thing, like, yeah, there's one Oprah, right? And there's also one Ellen DeGeneres. If you take a look at like late night talk show hosts, like there's one Jimmy Fallon, there's one, you know, like they're all authentic and there's, there's things about them that like people navigate towards, right? Like, so there might be someone who's listening and they're like, okay, I love Oprah, but I don't really, maybe it's Ellen that I relate to, or, you know, maybe it's like Drew Barrymore just started her talk show, you know, not very, very long ago. So some people are like, oh, I love Drew Barrymore. I don't watch Oprah. I don't watch Ellen, but I watch Drew. That's exactly the same in the influencer space where, because these certain people have their, their certain there's certain pieces of themselves that they share. And it's that, that vulnerable, that vulnerability piece that you were talking about. It, it, uh, it's, it's what makes you attractive to your particular tribe. So first off it's under, when you're thinking about like peeling those onion layers back for me, when I was first getting started in the space, I was very vulnerable because I had nothing starting out. And the last thing I wanted to do was like, come on and say, oh, I'm this, I'm this amazing person that's had all of these results because I was living in my mother-in-law's basement. Right. And so to start out, my vulnerability piece was sharing, like, I've done a lot of what hasn't worked and now I'm starting something new Join, Follow me on my journey as I walk you through what's working and what's not working for me. So first starting out of the gate by being open and authentic, not trying to be something that I wasn't, but just painting the picture of where I was at, right? Like, (laughs) and allowing people on that journey, doing that, it took me probably, I would say up to anywhere from six to eight months before I really started having people follow me. But once I started having people follow me, they were like, I call them lifers where like they were hardcore, loved everything that came out of my mouth. And it was because I came from a 
place of honesty, being genuine and vulnerable from the very beginning. So if you're someone, maybe you are that person where you're like, I'm trying to grow a following. I'm trying to grow that audience. I recommend like digging deep into that thing that you don't want people to know about yourself. Right. For me, it was, I don't want people to know that like I'm living in my mother-in-law's basement, right? Like I didn't want people to know that for the longest time because I mean, for regardless, my husband and I were embarrassed of that, right? We were embarrassed that we had to ask parents for help. The second I did my first, it was a Facebook live at the time, regardless of what platform, whether you're on Insta, TikTok, you know, LinkedIn, it doesn't matter. The second I started letting people into my real life, that was when my audience started growing. And it was, and it's because if you think about reality TV, any reality TV show that you're on as an influencer, that's kind of what your life becomes, where you are allowing people into certain pieces of your life that you allow, right? Like, obviously you can set certain boundaries based on whatever you want those boundaries to be, but it's though it's that pain and it's that relatability that makes you real. And that's what people want. I mean, you think, I mean, how many times, like I think about The Bachelor, that fought, that jumps into my mind from the very beginning. It's always the most dramatic season yet. And there's a reason that they're showing, you know, the girls falling apart and yearning for this guy, right? There's a reason that they create that. You can create it for yourself, right? You can create it on your own platforms. You know, I, I just started on TikTok. Um, I wanted to do it fresh, right? I didn't email my list and tell anybody that I was on TikTok. My husband and I, we started our TikTok channel. We decided in January, okay, we're going to give this a go, right? Like we're just going to go with TikTok and see what happens. You have no idea how many haters I have on TikTok. And what I love to do is actually take like what a hater says and like use it to fuel my content. And that's me being vulnerable, right? Like you wouldn't believe some of the stuff people say to me, but by like replying to it and creating that vulnerability in whatever it is you do, whether you, whether you're doing it with humor, there's been times where I've come at them with anger. Like it's just, it's being, however that comment made me feel turning around and responding to that comment. It's that, that creates people like you, all of a sudden people like go after whoever that hater was in the comments, right? Because it's there, there, they become that, like I said, that lifer, that person that like, they will go to the grave saying that this person is absolutely incredible on the flip side. You get people that hate you, right? You have people that don't like you, but they're not your people. So it doesn't matter anyways. And the second you can brush off those people that don't matter. I'm telling you right now, you will be free Mm -hmm. free in your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the truth of the matter is um, we're always going to encounter people that like us and then they hate us. It's just the reality of our planet, right? Yep. Um, so we do have to learn how to sometimes even leverage. I always try to leverage the haters. Um, that's an, that's a great example that you're using. You're using that as content ideas off of the haters and also to the haters when they're commenting stuff, it's actually, they're helping your algorithm because there's more. Yep. <laughs> um, so, you know, when you know how to spin it and use it to your advantage, you're not going to be charged in a negative way anymore. You spin it to leverage higher levels of success. And that is one mm-hmm. thing I quickly learned how to do to myself in different ways. Of course, it's not, not in the, not just limited in the influencer space, but in all, in all domains of life. Right. Um, take, cause, cause when a hater, even if you're encountering it in physical life, um, 
to, you know, you're going to react, your adrenaline's going to go up, right? Um, but you can choose how to respond, you know, take yes. that energy that you're, you're getting now filled up and how can I fuel it more into your personal life projects? Now keep mm -hmm. focusing on your personal life projects. How can I feel this more into my business? How can I feel this more into my relationships of my of my friends and ones that love me? Right. So, yep. um, in that, in, you know, because if you divert and you fall into the trap of like, oh, revenge, and I'm angry, and oh, I'm gonna, you're using your energy towards them and not towards your life to make it yep. better. Right. So I quickly learned that real quick. Um, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not that's just wasting my energy, wasting my time. And we're all limited in terms of energy and time. And so we need to really be mindful of how do we use it, how to leverage everything around us. Um, so there's another metaphor when people throw rocks at you, you know, build a mountain, you know, yep. you know, that that's, that is one great, great tip. So, um, uh, what else do I have to ask? So, yeah, so we need to learn more about ourselves. So how did you, like, what do you, so you're an influence, so what did you, what do you talk about? What, how do you help people? What's the topics and interests that you educate or, you know, spread more awareness around? Yeah, so when I, so when I first got started, basically my brand was authentically created from the very beginning and it's, it's evolved over the years. We can put it that way. So I started that first mentorship program. And like I told you, like I was living in my basement, I had no results, no success, nothing. I was literally starting from square one. So I figured if I could help anybody that was in my situation, all I would do was like share what I was learning, right? Teach them certain things and certain aspects of what I was learning when it came to growing a business on social media, when it came to building influence, when it came to, you know, having authentic conversations, all of these things that, you know, are crucial, especially when you want, to, if you want to become an influencer. So by turning around and just sharing things that I was learning, right, coming from a place of, I'm, I'm not, you know, this, this seven figure, eight figure earner, but here's some things that have really been working. And I started with like the small wins that people would see. So as an example, like doing a Facebook live, you might, you know, someone who's any live video on any platform, you know, you might not have a big audience. And so because you don't have a big audience, you don't get any views right away. But as you start to understand and like make decisions based off of data instead of emotion, right? Instead of the emotional piece of, oh, I suck. No one likes me because no one's watching my live videos. Instead, it's okay, well, what is working about what I'm doing, right? And, and pouring more fuel on the fire of what's not work, of what is working. And then taking like, okay, what are the two major things that's not and testing and tweaking different things and making little changes as you go, so that you are literally like keeping your eye on that target of where you want to be. And all of a sudden, it was like small wins become bigger. And those bigger wins become even bigger. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have your first thousand followers and then your first 5,000. And then all of a sudden you're at 10,000. But it all starts in the very beginning, right? That it all starts with one. And so regardless of where you're at, like if you're like, okay, I want, I want to start, you know, creating something, start asking yourself, okay, well, what, what do you like to talk about? What excites you? What interests you? Because chances are, those perfect prospects, as I like to call them, right? Those perfect, that, that avatar is what we call them in marketing, but basically that target market, those people 
that are going to become your lifers, basically, they're wait, they're just waiting for you to put out that content, right? That's really what they're waiting for. And so it's, it's starting to test yourself and saying, okay, what type of content do I like to put out? What do I not like to put out? What content is getting the most comments? What, pe- what content is attracting the type of followers that I'm wanting? What content is not getting rid of the content that's not and really focusing and putting fuel on the fire of the content that is. And so it's, there's like so many pieces. Like, I feel like people could do like a full year course in just like <laughs> learning these pieces, you know, but it really starts with what is your purpose? Why are you doing this? And it ha- it has to be deeper than, oh, I want to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then who are those people that I'm wanting to attract? Who is that person? You know, for me, it was that mom in my same situation who had more month at the end of the month than money, right? More days at the end of the month than money, who was, had a pile of bills and was wondering, like, is this really all that there is to life? Like, you know, like I was at that point and I remember my husband coming home when we realized that we were going to lose the house. And, you know, I had piles of bills. Um, I had just gotten done uh, nursing my son. He was six months old at the time. And then he came home and when he looked at me, I was all like, we're going to have to, we're, we're, we're done, right? Like we can't keep the house. And it was, it was that like knowing who that person is to like my core, the feelings, the emotions, understanding who that person is so deep that I knew the words, the phrases, because they were my own, right? Like my own words, my own phrases were able to speak to their heart more than that influencer who's already at the top, right? A lot of times that influencer who's already at the top, it's really hard to relate to that person. So how can you relate to them with where you're at? And I'm telling you right now, it's being vulnerable and creating that, that relatability. Awesome. You shared an awesome, awesome tips. And, and really, you know, as I'm listening and as the audience, it's really mindset. It's really, truly. And she, and Carrie offered so many tips on how to flip your mindset, because like in anything in life, either you're becoming, trying to become an influencer or building a business or trying to get a promotion or landing your dream job. It all revolves around how you can continue to empower yourself in the face of adversity, in the face of failure, in the face of, you know, feeling like you're just, you're just frustrated and it's zapping your energy and you just want to kind of give up and you can't keep going another step or you're, you know, you just, are you feeling burnt out? Right. How do you keep going? You have to flip those stones and try to use it as leverage. And that's how you can keep going. And also too, Carrie talked about yeah, self-discovery, getting to know yourself, being authentic. Like you, you are only you, you can't copycat, you know, other influencers is just not going to work because you're not yes. getting that fuel to keep going, be creative. And, you know, and being in it, if people that haven't tried their hand at being an influencer, when you really learn what they do, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time and dedication. You really do need high levels of energy. I mean, yes. personally, I personally have seen some YouTubers who have, uh, who have built a huge following give up because um, I think the monetization of YouTube changed or whatever. So they feel like they've, it's, you know, due to the high level of, uh, 
labor that they're doing with the video editing and such they've um, given up. But some of them, obviously there's more YouTubers going and they're growing. So some of them are still staying strong and um, finding other ways to monetize uh, their YouTube. I'm seeing yes. a lot of creative things. I'm actually seeing now they're actually embedding their own commercials um, into their channel instead of relying on the YouTube uh, commercial ads. So mm -hmm. people are getting creative. You have to tap into your creativity. And, um, and it, again, it just always boils down to mindset and doing personal development, doing the work, tapping into your inner self. That's the real, true, true. Those Absolutely. are the success people. It's not a tax. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Carrie, for, you know, pouring into our audience and contributing to this really hot topic in today's culture. Um, if people want to learn more about you, um, where can they go? Yeah. So you can go to yougotthisgirlbook.com. That's actually my best-selling uh, novel on Amazon. You can go and check that out there. I'm, I mean, I'm also on all the social media platforms. Uh, search for Wit and Carrie Hyam because we, my husband and I actually build our brand together, but you can find us everywhere there as well. <laughs> okay. So good. And also too, on the um, podcast episode description, You'll see links to go and learn more about Carrie, where to buy her book, um, you know, ways to work with her as well. Do you offer like a free consultation, like a free 30 minute consult? Yeah. Yeah. So we actually um, we actually have several free resources. So if you go to yougotthisgirlbook.com, I have several free resources that are there as well to help you get started. Like if this is a direction that you're wanting to go. So <laughs> perfect. So yougotthisgirl.com. You got this girlbook.com. Oh, you got this girlbook.com. Okay. You got this girlbook.com. There you and go. <laughs> that's where they can purchase your book and also ways to contact you, correct? Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you so much, Carrie. And thank you so much for having me. Like everybody who's listened to this podcast, if this podcast has helped you in any way, subscribe to tune in to future amazing guests. All right, Carrie, sending lots of love and light. Thanks so much. <laughs>